Hi, I'm Shara, and welcome to the Health Me, Health You podcast, where you will be inspired as you hear stories all about health, physical, mental, social, and spiritual. You will be energized from people from all walks of life, just like you and me, because we believe everyone has an encouraging story to share. So let's have some fun, learn from each other, and together, get healthier. Well, this episode is a little different today, but I am super pumped about it. So you may have noticed that at the end of every episode, I ask guests three questions. Number one, a book that has shaped your life. Number two, a healthy habit that you practice. And lastly, a treasure of truth or a piece of advice that you can share. So I asked my guests all these questions, but I haven't shared with you my responses to these questions. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to share with you these responses over three episodes. So today I get to share with you the book that has shaped my life. This book is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. I am a huge fan of Dale Carnegie. I have read many of his books and I also have attended the four-day public speaking presentation course three times. It's just that good. Brian has also attended it as well. And we both learned so much. I can't even tell you enough good things about it. This book is a self-help classic, and it's really a manual for life. The main idea is that you can change other people's behaviors simply by changing your own. And it teaches you 30 principles to better understand and become a more likable person, improve relationships, win others over, and really influence behavior. So this is a book that was really advocated to me from my parents, who really, I'm telling you guys, they live out these principles through and through every single day. I'm so blessed to have the parents that I have. I first listened to this book when I was in my teens, and I distinctly remember road tripping with my brother from Minnesota to Montana for a snowboarding trip, and we listened to it on the way out. I know without a doubt that this book has shaped my life and changed it for the better. I have listened to it several times, and when I was a healthcare leader, I always recommended this book to my employees and my interns. But let me preface this. The principles taught in the book, they only work when they come from the heart. I'm not advocating here like a bag of tricks, just do this and it'll work great. But really, it's about changing and having a new way of life and a new way of thinking about things. And it's really talking about changing people and changing you. So if you want to change your life for the better and change the relationships that you have and the way that you communicate with people, with other people, this book is for you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share my top 10 favorite principles from the book, and I'm going to try and make it really brief, but I would really encourage each and every one of you to download this book and listen to it or buy it and read it. It is a great book. Number one. Don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Dale Carnegie says, criticism is futile because it puts a person on the defense and usually makes them strive to justify themselves. Criticism is dangerous because it wounds a person's precious pride, hurts his sense of importance, and arouses resentment. Any fool can criticize, condemn, and complain, and most fools do, but it takes character and self-control to be understanding and forgiving. Bottom line is we can't change people. Well, maybe we can change our kids in their younger years by changing ourselves, but that's a subject for another day. Often when we criticize people, we are met with resentment and negative thoughts. And we have to remember that humans are creatures of emotion, not logic. So when you're caught in the thought pattern of criticizing or condemning someone, say to yourself, 
I should forgive them for this because, and have an open mind of how you're going to finish that sentence. Because having negative thoughts around complaining do not lead to good behaviors. Instead of focusing on the negative and all the things that aren't going right, focus on the good. When you do this and you focus on the good, the good gets better. Number two, give honest and sincere appreciation. William James says the deepest principle in human nature is the craving to be appreciated. We often take the people that are in our lives for granted. Don't confuse flattery with appreciation. Flattery comes from the tongue, but appreciation comes from the heart. So true appreciation has the power to completely change another person's perception of themselves, improve their motivation. And when you think about it, what do we have to lose? Who doesn't want to feel appreciated and loved? If you appreciate someone, tell them, take the time to send them a note. Yes, a real one in the mail, but if that's too hard, start small, send them a text, maybe shoot them a phone call. Cherish those in your life that you really truly appreciate and give specific appreciation to them. Don't just say, thank you for being a great friend, but be super specific with them and tell them what you love about them being a great friend. These specific words will go a long ways. Number three, become genuinely interested in other people. Dale Carnegie says, you can make more friends in two months by being interested in them than in two years by making them interested in you. To be interesting, be interested. Did you catch that? To be interesting, be interested. If you only try to impress people and get them interested in you, you won't have many friends. Real friends are not made that way. If you want to make friends, put yourself out there to do things for other people, things that require time, energy, unselfishness, and thoughtfulness. We are interested in others when they are interested in us. But remember, this has to be sincere. We can all name those people that act like they're genuinely interested, but really we see right through them and they're really not. So take time to figure out what genuinely interests you in that person and be genuinely interested in them. Because once you start taking those steps to be genuinely interested in that person, the selfishness comes off and you really start to build that relationship. Number four, smile. Dale Carnegie says, actions speak louder than words. And a smile says, I like you. You make me happy. I am glad to see you. Think for a moment, the people that you can pinpoint that smile a lot. Don't you just genuinely want to be around those people because they're happy all the time? Well, force yourself to smile. If you are alone, force yourself to whistle or hum a tune or sing, act as if you are already happy. And that will tend to make you happy. So control your thoughts. Happiness depends on your inner conditions, not necessarily your outward ones. It isn't what you have or who you are or where you are or what you were doing that makes you happy or unhappy. It is what you think about. What are those thoughts that are going through your head constantly? Smiling is a way of saying hi, even without saying anything at all. So when you pass that person by next time, give them a great big smile. Your smile is a messenger of your goodwill, and it really brightens the lives of all who see it. To someone who has seen a dozen people frown and turn their faces away, your smile is like the sun breaking through the clouds. So make it a habit to have a real heartwarming smile. Even when you talk on the phone, your smile comes through in your voice. And I can even tell you in recording the podcast, the first few times I put myself on the podcast, I could tell I wasn't smiling. And 
I had to bring that energy out because if I'm not having fun and if I don't have that good energy and smiling over here on the side of the mic, you are going to be able to tell. So I try and smile a lot while I'm recording podcasts. Number five, knowing someone's name. Remember that a person's name is to that person the sweetest and most important sound in any language. Dale Carnegie says the average person is more interested in his or her own name than in all the other names on earth put together. Think for a moment. I'm sure we can all think of a moment in the past when that someone knew your name. You know that someone, perhaps it was someone you looked up to or admired. It was your boss or somebody that you had a crush on. Whoever that person was, it felt good, right? Well, our names are so important to us. And for me, I have a complicated name. My name is Shara and people butcher it all the time. And I had to come up with a creative way to help people remember it. So I tell people it's like Shara and then depending on what we're doing, if we're baking, I'll say Shara cookie or Shara water or Shara something. And it helps people remember my name because people butcher my name all the time. And honestly, it doesn't bother me anymore because it happens more times than not. But when someone does get my name right, it's really impressive, especially when I haven't known them that long. I find it very impressive when people know my name. So find a way to remember people's name, associate them with someone else with that name, say it in your head seven times to have it stick. And if it's difficult, ask them to spell it so that you can visualize it. And here's a tip. When you meet someone and you get their contact information, what I do is I get out my phone and then after I'm done meeting them, I put down in my notes section of the contact their spouse's names, their kids' names, perhaps their kids' ages, and some points to remember about that person. And then on the main contact in the business section, when it says, where's the person's business, I put where I met the person, whether that was at church or school or something like that. And it's really nice to put that there so you can look it up in the future. So no matter what the situation may be, maybe it's someone you just met or someone that you have a really good relationship with, use their name. It'll work magic when you're dealing with other people. Number six, be a good listener and encourage others to talk about themselves. Dale Carnegie says, if you want to know how to make people shun you and laugh at you behind your back and even despise you, here's the recipe. Never listen to anyone for long. Talk incessantly about yourself. If you have an idea while the other person is talking, don't wait for him or her to finish. Bust right in and interrupt in the middle of a sentence. So many of us are so concerned with what we are going to say next that we truly don't take the time to listen. Most people would prefer a good listener to a good talker. So aim for 75% listening and 25% talking. Number seven, make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. There is one all important law of human conduct. Always make the other person feel important. If we obey that law, we should almost never get into trouble. In fact, that law, if obeyed, will bring us countless friends and constant happiness. But the very instant we break the law, we get into endless trouble. So do and give to others what we would want them to do and give to us. How, when, where? All the time, everywhere. Just be genuine and make them feel important. Just how you want to feel important too. Little phrases such as, I'm sorry to trouble you, or would you be so kind as to, won't you please, would you mind, thank you. Little courtesies like this are like oils on the cogs of the momentous grind of everyday life. And incidentally, they are the very hallmark of good breeding. Most people you meet feel superior to you in some way. 
So a sure way to their hearts is to let them realize in some subtle way that you recognize their importance sincerely. Number eight, if you are wrong, admit it quickly and empathetically. Dale Carnegie says, any fool can try to defend his or her mistakes, and most fools do, but it raises one above the herd and gives one a feeling of nobility and exaltation to admit one's mistakes. So he tells a story in his book about taking his dog to this park, and he didn't put a leash on his dog, and a police officer stopped him and told him to put the leash on his dog. He did, and he continued to do so, but the dog really didn't like it. Our dog's the same way. So one time he went to the park and he let the dog run free and he was running around and that same police officer saw him. So before the officer could address him, Dale Carnegie quickly spoke to the officer and told him that he was caught red-handed and he was so guilty and he had no excuses and he was so sorry and admitted his wrong. And he admitted his wrong profusely, so profusely that the officer was so kind and told him to take his dog to the other side of the hill where he wouldn't see him and he could just let his dog run free. So admitting that we are wrong right away shows honesty and integrity. So it shows that you are humble and you are not perfect because everyone makes mistakes, but it's how you handle them that determine the outcome of those mistakes. Number nine. Try honestly to see things from the other person's point of view. Dale Carnegie says, there is a reason why the other man thinks and acts the way he does. Figure out that reason and you have the key to his actions, perhaps to his personality. So really it's about putting yourself in that person's shoes. How would I feel or react if I were this person? What is making them react this way? Ask yourself those questions. I can tell you from my own experience, really having ingrained this principle into my life has made the world of difference in my relationships. Oftentimes, Brian and I will talk about different situations that we have going on in our lives, and I'm constantly asking, what's making that person react that way? Why are they saying those things? Why are they doing those things? And it really helps us look at situations in life and being really objective with them. And I can't tell you how much this principle has made a difference. And honestly, I think it's really helped in our marriage too, because we both do this and we're both constantly trying to see why is the other person thinking or feeling this way. So really, we just need to accept others' viewpoints or their decisions, and our response and reaction should be what we'd want to hear or to feel. So ask yourself, if you were that person, what would you want to hear or to feel? This takes time, but practice it, practice it, practice it. It makes a difference. So just try to honestly see things from the other person's point of view. And number 10, be hearty in your approbation and lavish in your praise. Praise the slightest improvement and praise every improvement. Dale Carnegie says, everybody likes to be praised, but when praise is specific, it comes across as sincere, not something the other person's may be saying just to make you feel good. Remember, we all crave appreciation and recognition, and we'll do almost anything to get it, but nobody wants flattery. And there's going to be times where you need to give feedback if you're a leader or a parent, but begin with praise and honest appreciation. Feedback is important, but feedback will only be accepted if it's given in the right manner. If you need to give constructive feedback, start with praise. So think of a sandwich or better yet, an Oreo cookie. The black cookies are praise and the white filling is the constructive feedback. So start and end with praise with the feedback in the middle. Dale Carnegie says, beginning with praise is like the dentist who begins his work with Novocaine. 
the patient still gets a drilling, but the Novocaine kills the pain. He also says it's easier, always easier, to listen to unpleasant things after we have heard some praise for our good points. So those are my top 10 things that I have gotten out of the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And to recap those 10 things, I'm also going to put this in the show notes, but the 10 things are number one, don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Number two, give honest and sincere appreciation. Number three, become genuinely interested in other people. Number four, smile. Five, remember that a person's name is the most important and sweetest of all names. Number six, be a good listener and encourage others to talk about themselves. Number seven, make the other person feel important and do it sincerely. Number eight, if you are wrong, admit it quickly and empathetically. Number nine, try honestly to see things from the other person's point of view. And number 10, be hearty in your approbation and lavish in your praise. Do you see how this book can shape your life for the better? Do you see how truly making this a way of your life and being sincere, not being fake can have exponential benefits in your life? I feel like so many of these things that we should be doing as humans and how we should be treating each other should just be the way that we do things. But if we don't practice them, if we don't really take the time to think about how we're acting and how we're coming together in our relationships, it's going to get rusty. Things are not going to be perfect. So this takes time to make yourself a better person. And it's really things we should all be doing anyways that we just maybe have gotten out of the habit of doing. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. And if you have read the book and you start implementing some of these principles after listening to this episode, please, please, please tell me and tell me how it has transformed your life and shaped it for the better. I cannot wait to hear from you about this episode. So I'm also going to share the other two questions that I ask and those episodes will be coming soon. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you all have a fabulous week. Please review and comment and share this with your friends. Stay healthy, my friends. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only and not medical advice. Before making changes to your health, consult your healthcare provider.